Uh, hi, Lucy. Just before we start this podcast, just had a quick question. Um, do you have any cannabinoids that you're interested in? Well, it's funny you should ask me that, Mick. Uh, yes, I do. I happen to partake in some cold-pressed chewy gummies. What I look for in a CBD gummy is they have to be 100% natural, use real fruit flavours, they're suitable for vegans, full of omega oils, rich in vitamins B, C and D. Is that what yours do? They taste really nice as well. Oh. And I don't cry as much, I don't think. Well, that's a bonus. And where could, uh, where could I find these? You could go to cold-pressed.io as long as you're over 18. And if our lovely listeners were so inclined, is there a discount code that they could use perhaps at checkout? Well, coincidentally, yes, there is, Mick. You just have to type in sleeve 10 and you'll get 10% off your order. 10%? All they've got to do is just type that in. What a wonderful news. Thanks for sponsoring this episode of How Much for a Sleeve. How much for a sleeve? Hello, you are listening to How Much for a Sleeve, a podcast about tattooing hosted by an actual tattooist. Mick Tickner. And an actual knob, Lucy Richardson. How are you? <laughs> I'm well. How are you today? Yeah, not too bad. So we're recording this on Sunday yes. and the clocks went forward today, which is yes. very confusing. Yeah. Did, Did you know before I well, messaged I, you? I knew they were, but I, my iPhone, I assumed that sorts it all out for you. So yeah. Uh, that I, does. I, I wasn't worried. I forgot. And then when I got in the car, it said like 9.30. And I was like, wait, it, am I an hour early? What the fuck? And then I and then I suddenly thought, oh, I hope you know. <laughs> yeah, there's, there's always the panic in there because you don't really know. <laughs> but it's, it happens two times a year and no one knows. And when do they go back? Spring spring forward or fall back? What's it? I don't know. And then you just look, <laughs> look, look at the one on your microwave and just and that says six and it should say either three or two so you just punch it because <laughs> no one knows i've come into the shop and all the clocks are an hour backwards and i'm like ah, oh. it makes me feel better for feeling so exhausted yeah like why what have i got to be tired for i haven't got a job you have got a job you're not allowed to do it yeah <laughs> yeah well technically i've got a job i only do it one day a week though oh i got my vaccine this week as a result of doing my volunteering job that's, that's cool. exciting that is yeah how was it yeah, it was fine. I, I think I must have chosen the right time to go because it was nine o'clock in the morning and I just walked in. Everyone was so lovely and friendly and smiling and um, yeah, quick jab, Good. quick jab with a little prick. And then I walked out. No, no side effects, no uh, arm ache or anything. It's like, you know, a bit tender if I touch it, which, you know, if you like yeah. touch anything hard enough, that's going to be a bit tender. But no, I think I got away pretty scot-free. Like loads of people had said they felt really shitty, but no, yeah. I felt fine. I, I know someone who's, who's they were vomitous for a, a whole week afterwards, but they were still thankful they had it. Do you know what makes me laugh? What's all, that? All these um, dads on Twitter who are like moaning that there's a side effect, like the medicine has to be 100% no side effects like any medicine ever hasn't uh, no, no medicine every i had something i i broke a couple of fingers uh rescuing a cat because i'm cool oh. and i got one of them got infected that the, the, the skin got infected quite near the break so i had to have these real hard um what are they called antibiotics just to, to stop the bone getting infection infected because that like 
well, cut my whole arm off or whatever. And mm-hmm. one of the one of the side effects on there, which it said it affected like one in half a billion or something, but it said uh, one of the side effects is complete organ failure and death. <laughs> right? Mild. So every everything comes with that. And if if seventy people out of nearly a hundred million are getting a blood clot, when I, I saw this thing I think as well. It was like yeah, three people in a million or something, wasn't it? Yeah, I saw one thing that um the the the, the blood clot threat was like stupid high. Like the threat of blood clot was ten percent less in the contraceptive pill, which tells wow. me tells me two things. One, that uh, still today the medical profession doesn't really give a fuck about women, and if <laughs> if men had to take the contraceptive pill and they one in a thousand of them were getting blood clots. It had been sorted out ages ago, but now it gets fucked. And also the fact that p- people are so quick to criticise on everything now. Like medicines have always had issues and side effects. And this one can be no different. And everyone's just that's saying, like, stop it. Yeah, that's it. And everyone said, oh, you know, it's come out so quickly. But actually, it's not really been quick. They've just had the funding to push it yeah. through. If every other vaccine had the same amount of funding as this has had, then it would go through this quickly, this this quick as well. I'm going to go off on a complete tangent here. So last last week we spoke to um, Dean Coglin, yes, who is a um, stand up comic and tattooist, and that's gonna that's not gonna come out for ages, like May June. But he is part of a podcast called Damn Daniel. And I was listening to, everyone should listen to it, it's really funny. Um, I was listening to their newest episode and they were talking about, um, I think it just got mentioned like taxing of um, like female hygiene products. Yeah. Anyway, they started saying, what would you prefer to go bald at 15, like egg in a nest sort of baldness (laughs) or to have periods for your entire life? Yeah. And I thought, and he like phoned up a girl and said, uh, what would you think? And she said, yeah, periods. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> what She's would like, you prefer? Right, so, Having that, gone through that. The person she, she that they rang, Rachel Fairburn, she's a shit hot comedian as well. Oh, really? Yeah. She does a podcast called All Killer, No Filler, which is about serial killers, which is depressing and hilarious at the same time. But uh, the, I love the fact that she was like, that fucking blokes, fucking talking about you you don't know what you're talking about and then we said right the other <laughs> the other option is you're bald and she goes from that immediately to i'd rather have a period every day of my life than go bald. yeah <laughs> <laughs> that's it and actually i think i'm the same the stuff you can yeah. do you know you can get the coil minimize it blah 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 but with baldness it's not with, really a lot the thing with being bald like loads of blokes are terrified of being bald but when once you are bald really don't really matter no one really cares everyone's used to my top of my head shining now no one cares <laughs> did you see Prince, i don't know Prince, what it, Prince i can't William imagine you with hair we'll find a photo and put it out it's pretty yeah uh, i'd uh, like pre- that i was pretty fit mate the <laughs> did you see prince william got voted the sexiest bald man oh good um, for him and it's not true <laughs> it's not true. it's not is it i used to fancy him a lot he went to uni in St Andrews when I was at school there. Yeah, when I say um, he was voted, that's a lie. It was done on a Google thing. So it was they took bald, <laughs> they took bald men's name, and then <laughs> put the word "sexy" next to it and saw how many searches there were. So this this Prince William is sexy could have been written in two thousand when he wasn't bald. 
So people were just typing into Google Prince William sexy. No, someone was doing the search using Google. So someone yeah, was putting yeah. in Vin Diesel sexy and there was only three, three, I don't know, three million of them. But Prince William sexy, there were 17 million. So he's now the sexiest bald man. <laughs> Talking oh. of Google searches. I wasn't on the list. <laughs> I'll put you on. I'll start Googling you. Don't worry. I'll try That's and get fine. it up. So 18,000 searches. <laughs> Mick Tickner sexy. <laughs> yeah. Sorry. I don't know why I'm laughing so much at that. <laughs> She's so nasty. Um, um, hey, I'm trying to think. Somebody messaged us this week and said they had, they no, they tagged us in their story and they'd searched how much for a sleeve. Oh, but yeah. as they were typing it into Google, it was like how much, and then it dropped down with all the suggestions. And one of the one of the suggestions on there was how much Lego can I fit in my bum. I'm sorry I can't remember who it was who did it um but that was hilarious and then some I then posted that on the story and then somebody commented and said um I said oh how oh, I don't know what it anyway we'll just cut this bit out <laughs> but it was yeah it was lol lol should we talk about the actual episode yeah let's do that a couple of things in here so this week we're speaking to Tim prison style who is just the most lovely man. There were parts of this where it goes silent as a result of silent laughing. My laughter has gone from <laughs> to the silence. <laughs> I think this was also recorded when we were still having woes with your internet, weren't we? So there's Yeah, I was I was sitting in my car. Yes. In a oh yeah, no, it's fine. Yeah, this one. This one was the yeah. first test, wasn't it? Yeah. This is the first one with the Pro Muff microphone. So you can hear that. Yeah, that's exciting. And also, we sort of um, moved around the order of things. So when we recorded this, it was before we spoke to Bob Tyrell. So there's yes. a couple of times where we reference him and say, oh, next week we're speaking to Bob. Um, and also, there's a bit in there where I mentioned my guest spot with Tim, but which has been put back by a month so I, I put the dates in there but just disregard that if anyone's listening and had thought and goes oh I want to book in but not that anyone would but you know just so you know <laughs> you've got any other guest spots and things sorted out um I'm going to origin in June I think it's June um so Matt stops his shop so that was originally booked for May last year and it's been rescheduled twice so everyone that's going to be in have everyone that's booked in has waited a year already so I had to like prioritize that which is why I put my my spot back with Tim just so I could make sure that was the first one that's fair yeah but um but yeah that'd be great I love that shop everyone's so lovely and they've had a whole bunch of new people start so oh, had a big, of... big paint job as well haven't they I think oh maybe yeah, I don't know absolutely. maybe not maybe I made that up but it looked like they were painting it maybe it's the... just really shiny it's just a shiny shop at the top of my bonds yeah <laughs> bonds you, you've got like your own language sometimes i have to google it every now and then to try and keep up with you yeah i do go a bit um ironic street like, like fuego like, like a teen that's from damn daniel podcast as well oh is it yeah if something's uh, good explain so yeah check out damn like Dan... check out all killer no filler because that's also fire as well um <laughs> uh shall we like talk Stan. Shall we talk to Tim? Yeah, he's a lovely man. It's so nice. I smiled really... the whole way through this. It is My joyous. face hurt. Uh, yeah. This is episode seven 
how much for a sleeve with Tim, a.k.a. Prison Style. Bye. Bye. How much for a sleeve? Hello. This week we have Prison Style, a.k.a. Tim. I'm very excited to have you today. Hi. Have you? <laughs> have you on Thank the you. podcast? <laughs> Um, so we've sort of been here before when I did Chattoo. Chattoo. <laughs> oh, thank you. I get royalties for that. 17p has gone straight in my bank. So thank you so much for that. <laughs> Excellent. Um, something happened this week. I'm trying to remember what it is. I think it's quite a big life moment. Is it something to do with a baby? <laughs> <laughs> Thanks. I'm not emotional. I'm not emotional. It's just, uh, it's cooking onions in the studio. That's what it is. Hey, yeah, I've had a little baby. Thanks for bringing that up. Um, it was a baby moment I had on Tuesday. We had a little beautiful baby girl called Rebel. Oh, and, congratulations. Uh, thank you so much. Thank you, thank you, thank you. She's absolutely sweet and beautiful. And she's Diddy, man. Yeah, she's they are, they? <laughs> They're tiny. Like, you know, I'm holding my little three-year-old boy now. And he's like a fully grown man <laughs> um, in comparison. So, yeah, it's uh, it's really strange. But I've I, like I said earlier to you, um, I've had zero sleep pretty much for four days. So this yeah. is real like steam coming out of my ears moments here for you guys. But, uh, I love it. I, yeah, I love it. Oh, because we were scheduled to do it on Wednesday and you text me on Tuesday at like four. And he said, mm. oh, wouldn't it be funny if we had a ba- if I had a baby today? or tomorrow and then literally an hour later or half an hour later you were like on the way to the hospital yeah and then two hours later here's rebel yeah <laughs> oh i mean God. she's she's sticking up to her name isn't she she's um she's wildly <laughs> wildly inconsiderate considering we had this planned you know I think that's a <laughs> how dare she how and dare she's she late. yeah 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 but it's all good she's here she's safe she's well and um she's keeping us up all night which is great couldn't have it any other way <laughs> good mum doing what, all right as well Mum is doing great. She's healing and resting. And I am um, just basically, I'm just basically got now carte blanche to cook her all the bad food I wanted to cook over the last two years, especially in lockdown over the last like year that I wasn't allowed to do. So now I can cook anything I want and she's happy because it's, you know, it's baby, it's baby brain. Yeah. <laughs> she doesn't know great. what you're feeding her. <laughs> doesn't know what feeding her. <laughs> I love it. Oh, well, yeah, huge congrats. I can't Thank I can't you. wait to meet her. Thank and, you. Uh, have a little cuddle, which hopefully will be in May, because I am scheduled to come and do a guest spot at your new shop. Yes. Hey, listen, all things are pending with COVID. That would be a yeah. remarkable... Um, it almost feels, you know what, right, with this new COVID world that we're living in, especially in our, our line of work, it feels really mad interacting with people at a tattoo studio again do you know what I mean yeah bonkers in fact yeah just the thought of normal life you know like walking closely next to somebody else who wasn't wearing a mask is like hugging someone I watch things on tv and I'm just like old films where people are chatting and they're getting really close into people's grill you know that that film was made in the 1980s and yet something in your brain just goes oh no social distancing there, yeah. Isn't it? <laughs> yeah 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 it's so it's we're bonkers. so in, in tune to it now in that in our in our every day so you say mm. you're, you're in your studio at the moment yeah is that a new one 
It is a new one. I'm down in uh, sunny Folkestone, which is in Kent, uh, on the Kentish coastline. And yeah, this is it. You can probably see some, some doodly jazz in the background on yeah. the wall. Uh, there we go. Look, you can see all doodly typical, jazz. Typical Tim. Typical awesome. Tim. Doodles. Yeah. Doodly doodlies doodlies. Yeah, it's really good fun. It was basically an excuse to doodle on the walls. I only got the studio because of that. I might do some yeah. tattoos, hopefully. <laughs> <laughs> What's that? Tattooing? I've not done that for a while. What? <laughs> no. <laughs> See, no one will tell the difference in my tattoos. <laughs> <laughs> so when are you, well, hoping, so you've opened it during lockdown. Have you, has it been open when we've been allowed to work? No, it's not. So basically I got, um, I snuck in in between lockdown two and three. I snuck in um, to this to this premises, um, which is part of something called the Creative Foundation in Folkestone. It's like the art quarter or the artist quarter. Yeah. Oh. And um, yeah, they gave me the keys. They were like, uh, "Might not happen, might happen." And then all of a sudden, on, on the first of December, they said, "Here's the keys." I was like, "Ah!" <laughs> so I just sort of sped around like a crazy loon on um, on on diet Red Bull. Because <laughs> um, I am watching calories, um, and I thought, why not? Let's make it really mad and great. And then, just as I was going to get signed off by the council, uh, they said lockdown three. So I said, don't worry about it. Let's wait till March next year. So we're, we're, I'm going to be signed off by council in March, which is all boring stuff and hoops and jumping. And then, yeah, by April the twelfth, we should be ready to rock and roll here. Oh, that'd be great! How exciting! Yeah, How really exciting. exciting. So each council, um, it seems to be so different what they expect of each shop. So in where I am in Stowmarket, it's just mm. like one guy who goes around. And then in Ipswich, for, to the best of my knowledge, they have a nurse that goes around to sign off tattoo studios. Right. OK, that makes sense, kind of, I guess, in strange yeah. sort of way. Just for my ignorance, Lucy, sorry to interrupt. Is that is that a safety, like a health and safety executive inspection type thing? Yeah, yeah. So it's the environmental health, and they come in just to make sure that you have. It's make sure, um, make sure like, it's not me making needles out yeah. of spoons and doing it into my own legs. Yes. Yeah. Because yeah. <laughs> because in all honesty, that 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 shouldn't be allowed. No. <laughs> so it is, it, it is a sensible thing that they're doing. It's just that they have to do it. But it's you're saying that there seems to be different ways that different local authorities deal with it. Yeah, that's it. They just it's each individual local authority decides what they think they should see and I know Danielle who we had on they had huge issues getting registered because they the council came in and gave them these ridiculous guidelines they had mm. to show something that they had six months worth of PPE um available in the shop so then they had to build all this new storage and stuff and it was completely different to us like when I got registered the guy just came in was like oh, is that a tattoo machine, is it? And he said, oh, so can you draw just out of interest? And I said, well, you know, a little bit. <laughs> and, um, and he says, can I have a look? Just, you know, just to see. And I showed him, he was like, oh, that's interesting. And then that was literally it. And I was trying to, like, I'd been wow. um, revising and I yeah. was like spouting out all this stuff about contact times and disinfectant and that. And he was like, oh, very good. I didn't know that. <laughs> that's great I'll, I'll, can i have that guy's details i think it's the local <laughs> witch doctor it's a witch doctor here in folks that comes around and they just with a canary obviously you know it barks a couple of times if it's it's a good good sense here so hopefully yeah we'll just get opened up with no no problems at all 
I hope so. Yeah, I hope so. That, that is strange that there isn't a a list of criteria that you have to meet in general, and then someone just goes around and makes sure that you you meet them. Seems seems yeah. odd. It would make it a lot easier. I remember this was on a news a while ago, actually, and when I was um, working at Good Times at Nicole's in Good Times London, she was on the news talking about it because there is, I don't think there is one sort of one body that, that rules it all and has like one checklist. You're absolutely right, Lucy. It is, it is different for each uh, council, which is very unusual, really, isn't it, in this day and age? It's weird. It's a pretty everywhere thing, tattooing. It's not like it's there's only mm. four, yeah. four bits, but there's, there's one in every town and everywhere, isn't there? Yeah. <laughs> and they've not, with me, they've not been in since. I've been tattooing nearly seven years and he's not come back. Perfect. So I could have just like been using the same gloves since 2014. Never, aren't they? I wanted to know. Well, they probably know now. Spring I don't. I change them weekly, okay? So. <laughs> and the needles. And the needles. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. They used joke. to be, yeah, just a joke. There just was a, a shop in um, Great Yarmouth and they, they were just renowned, these two old school tattooists like back in the day. And they were near the, underneath the pier, I think. And they used to have this um, sort of, tattoo line where you'd go in get the outline done by one guy go on to the next one get the outline get the shading done by the other and they just use the same needles you just go in and sit down Genius. and then sit down and they'd use the same needle all day maybe rinse them out oh, mate. yeah the good that's, old before, days. that's, that's the good old days isn't it they refer that to good yeah old days. <laughs> yeah pre-aids <laughs> yeah that <true>. is <laughs> that's it Oh, so um, one question. After doing Chatty with you, which was so lush, and I banged on about, I haven't stopped banging on about this to you. How the fuck did you get Sick Boy, aka Johnny Lee Miller, to do Chatty? How, like, how can I get him to do this? Just loads of money. Um, <laughs> <laughs> you can pay me oh, directly. The finder's uh, fee. Agency. Agency work. <laughs> yeah, it's a lot of agency work. No, what it was, was, is we'd been chatting, I think, on Instagram, the wonderful Instagram. We'd been chatting for a while, and I think he liked the doodles. And we, I think we were sort of working towards booking in when I was in New York. This was pre-lockdown, because um, I like to work there a fair bit. And then lockdown happened, and we never got the chance to do it. But we stayed in contact, and he is just the nicest guy on earth. You know, and I'm not just saying that. I know there's probably a lot of pressure for people just to say that in this industry, but it's just, <laughs> it's just refreshing to meet people that are genuinely great, you know? Yeah. Or like, not just, not what they are like on Instagram. They are what they are on the tin and that's just brilliant. And, um, and he killed a few people, but yeah. I mean, that was a good Yeah. No, he's great. And we chatted on there and he said, I'm just pretty brazen with that stuff, like I was with you. I just say, you know, do you want to be, do you want to do it? And then if someone says, absolutely not, I say, <laughs> why not? <laughs> and I want a spreadsheet of like, you know, twenty or thirty things why they can't do it. And then, you know, and then I get solicitors involved, and then it goes through the courts. But then, apart from that, yeah, it was just, um, it was just a joy. He said he'd love to do it, and it was, and it always kind of, it's a bit weird, tattoo. Um, that's the Hell's Angels going past. You could hear the bikes. Uh, just inspecting the shop quickly, actually. Um, uh, yeah, as I do when I ask anyone, it, it's weird because I never really know what to expect, except that people keep surprising me. You know? Yeah. 
like it's never like dull it's never dull or boring or anything people just keep surprising me with these little glimmers of you would not expect that person to be like that. You would not expect that person to have a stuffed fox head with an ear missing um, in their lounge, you know, <laughs> as you do. That so, is yeah. the least of my taxidermy worries. We've got one at the shop that um, has got hardly any fur left. And when I, I'm going to go in there tomorrow and I bet he'll just be completely bored and there'll just be a, a pile of fox fur on the floor. It's, 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 yeah. Yeah. What? Not quite looking in the same direction. Every time I come in, he looks like he's been kicked around the car park for half an hour before I came in. <laughs> so, but poor little thing. He's he, he's having yeah. a nice time. <laughs> <laughs> and I, I picked him up from an antique shop just down the road. Um, and it was just a little bit too far to carry him because it's the whole fox on a on this log. So I picked him up. He was a real bargain because he was already a bit manky. And um, so I sat him on my, my passenger seat in the car. And he's just like stood there looking out the front window and I pull up at a traffic light and there's the car next to me and the woman just sort of double takes. And was like, wound the window down, so. I'm going to the vet, he's really poorly. Don't yeah. judge me. Look at the yeah, state exactly. on him. That's it. And I was worried. I thought I better take him straight into the shop. I was worried about leaving him in the car in case somebody came along and smashed my windscreen. <laughs> Dogs die in hot cars. Dogs die. <laughs> Red paint across your bonnet. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> no. I know. So yeah, but yeah, I got plenty of crap taxidermy. <laughs> yeah. Hey, and just for those people that aren't um the people that aren't viewing this and listening to it, I'm taking large gulps of a fluid, as you can see in the camera. It's not alcohol. It does it's look like a, it looks like a, a vodka bottle. It Very does impressive. look like a vodka bottle, but I promise you, I can assure you, Hick, it is water <laughs> we, we trust you <laughs> uh, so the moral of your story about johnny lee miller is i just have to ask him and i'll say tim said you tim would said you'd say yes <laughs> <laughs> don't you dare yeah yeah just ask him just ask him you know and uh yeah just ask anyone i mean what's the point i was always taught that you know you don't ask you don't get and you just yeah, just be same. you and you know it's not like it's not the end of the world if someone says no I mean it's it's a crushing blow psychologically but it's not the end of the world <laughs> do you know what I mean so yeah yeah that's just keep on asking ask everyone yeah I sent like I asked a load of people the other day and some of the people like people are just sort of well out of our league I thought I was punching and um a couple of them have come back and said yeah and I'm like holy crap oh my god okay we've got to do this properly now <laughs> I need a real microphone, <laughs> real microphone. no 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 don't that's the charm keep it keep, you know keep it punk and more and and that's that's the charm <laughs> that's really good but it is nerve-wracking isn't it like uh, hey listen you're now you're now on the on the receiving end of it and it is nerve-wracking when you're t- talking to you know established people or celebrities or whatever you want to call them yeah. um because it is but then if you get a little one two going I mean, it really, everyone is just human at the end of the day, aren't they? Yeah, you know? That's it. That's it, really. Yeah, you're so right. And and on the subject of celebs, how did you end up tattooing um, Nick Frost? So that was, that was when I first kind of went into studios at uh, the lovely um, Blues Tattoo Studio in uh, West London. I forgot where I was in for a second. And... Um, <laughs> Yeah, yeah, Blue of Into You fame had me at hers for a little while and he was an existing customer there and he saw my stuff and liked it and we talked about it again. It was just an Instagram chat vibe. And he said, I like your doodles. I'd like some doodles wrapped around my arm. And I was like, wicked. 
come down to the shop and then we kind of chatted a bit more and we got on and we were kind of pals I guess ish um, as much as you can you know as much as you can be on Instagram when you've never really met someone mm -hmm. <laughs> and then uh, we yeah I went round over to his place and we we chilled out and, and tattooed and chatted a lot and it was great again another another you know he's not really paying me enough to say this um, <laughs> but another very good guy um, in, in that in that line of work which is lovely Oh, that's so nice. And it's mm. mad, isn't it? This job, like the people you meet and even just the day to day, you, I've made so many good friends through doing this. And mm. um, it's great for that because you have that one to one with somebody and it's so personal. So you, you've got that bond and it just so happens that you had that bond with a massive celebrity. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. yeah, yeah, it is. But you know what? It's kind of like it's going to sound cheesy and it's not just because I've had a baby, guys. Right. I'm not just feeling particularly <laughs> hormones all over the place. <laughs> all my hormones are creeping out of me. Um, it is, you know what it is? It's just nice. And I think I've said this a few times to a few people, like just tattooing people. I mean, I'm not the greatest tattooist in the world at all. And I don't, I don't claim to be, but, but meeting people is the absolute gem of the job. Meeting people and chatting and just chilling out. I mean, you couldn't do this in another job. You couldn't do it at a dentist, for example, because you'd, have their mouth open and they won't be able to talk with you. Um, and at times, I guess people don't really want to talk back to you because you're stabbing them repeatedly yeah. with a needle. Um, but it is the, it's the most lovely job. And, and, like, and like you said, I've met like proper, proper life friends like, through this job, yourself included. And oh. it's just like, it's just nuts, dude. Like, you wouldn't expect that. Yeah. Yeah. It's cool, isn't it? I it's didn't really make cool. friends like this when I worked at um, Santander. <laughs> <laughs> uh, and I suppose you probably had the same, the same more of people coming in and like through the door of the bank as you did through the door of the tattoo shop, but you're not changing their lives. Well, you probably are changing their lives by telling them they can't have a loan or something at the bank and they yeah. can't get fucked. <laughs> but no, I think yeah. that, that's it as well. Is that's from my, my point of view as a, as a, as a customer, we spoke about it a little bit before, but I won't go into too much detail. But uh, my my relationships with the tattooists are, are usually they're usually one way for a little bit because they tattoo me. You for love a them, couple, and yeah, yeah, yeah. But they, and they, they hate you. They, they hate. No, they don't. I don't think they hate me. Maybe some of them do. But they, you know what I mean? It's like uh, they tattooed me, so they're a massive part of my life. But I was just three hours of one week for them. And then, but the more you go in, the more you get to meet them, you do actually become mates. And it is like, like I said before, you walk in there and you feel like you're in a pub. You're meeting up with a group yeah. of people you haven't seen for six months and, and you go yeah. back. It goes back to the time you were being tattooed for the first time and everyone's having a laugh. And it is, they can be intimidating places, but I think people who say that have never been into a tattooist. People, yeah. who, think, people who think it's intimidating have never been in one and spent any time there because it's a laugh it's so much fun it's such a yeah. joyous if it's done right it's such a joyous place to be in everyone's having fun everyone's getting something that they love and it's just it's wonderful really wonderful experience for everyone I think I can't yeah. imagine anyone going into Tim's shop and finding it intimidating massively intimidating um <laughs> I basically I sit on a throne uh, yeah. up on the wall actually I'm quite high up as well so I can look down at them for a bit and then I jump down with a cape you know a top hat and I, I say you know, <laughs> Don't look at me. Don't talk to me. Put my uh, put my earphones in. Uh, <laughs> I don't do any of that. Full disclosure: I don't do any of that. Yeah, it's interesting. It is. I 
I'm very, very lucky, you know what? Because, like I said before, I don't really focus too much on the tattoos. <laughs> 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 that doesn't sound good. That doesn't sound good. That's not a good advert. Anyway, cut this. Um, <laughs> uh, no, I really don't. Not. <laughs> yeah, I don't. I don't. I just, I, I think, I think 99.9% of the time, and I could be wrong, but I think most people would say, I just kind of, I act really dumb, really stupid, get on with everyone. And then the tattoo is kind of, you're just your extra, really. You know, that's kind of like a lucky thing you come out with, really. We just have a chat. Like the pub vibe, oh. you said. Although I'm not drinking, like like you saw earlier. That's definitely not vodka. That There's not Grey Goose. There's no not Grey Goose on that I'm bottle. Not Grey Goose. No, it's not. <laughs> uh, let's move on to, to the type of tattooing you do for people who might not be familiar with your work you use a technique called hand poking do you want to just give us uh, uh, an idea of what that is and how you how it came about that you you were you were into that sure hand poking so it is just getting a needle and sticking it in some ink no machine no electric and then poking it into your skin so it's very very primitive it's very very easy it's very low maintenance and you can do it pretty much anywhere and that's why i kind of started doing it um because very long story short i was working in retail i started tattooing my staff at the pub down the road nice story uh <laughs> for free as well for free and um oh all sorts of complaints you're gonna get <laughs> he shouldn't be doing that he should not be doing that well i did it so it doesn't matter get on as long as you're not doing um, it anymore that's the main thing <laughs> yeah don't do it anymore god no god no never anymore um but yeah, like anyone, you know, you do it, you you do it sort of punk rock and you get a needle and ink and whatever. I think I just want to stress that I think in this day and age, especially with Instagram and especially in the last, what, five years, it has become m- massively popular to do it this way. Mm-hmm. Um, and I think there's heaps of people doing it really great. I think there's heaps of people that are probably just starting out and not doing it great. But I think that it boils down to, I think everyone was doing it anyway, just no one really saw it because no one had an Instagram yeah. account bragging about it. You know what I mean? <laughs> everyone was doing it, like from the 80s and 70s and whatever, everyone was doing it. Um, so yeah, that's what I do. I do hand poking. I babbled a bit then, apologies. It's the baby brain and the grey goose. Um, <laughs> I do hand poking. I don't use a machine. I did try a machine when I was a very, very, very silly young man. I tattooed a lot of myself a lot of my body under the watchful eye of Woody in Brighton, uh, oh. Wood for Tattoos, yeah. He's a lovely chap, good friend. And and I did all sorts of mistakes and all sorts of people and, you know, was a bit of an idiot. And then I stopped, did retail for a long time, picked up a needle, went and lived in Thailand with my newborn baby and my wife, started tattooing my hands quite a lot. I didn't see that quite a lot on my hands. Mm-hmm. Uh, on and then, yeah, and just tattooing them because it all stemmed from not really being allowed to have tan, hand tattoos. And I thought, why? Because, you know, this is nuts. And being a bit of a rebel and a bit of a punk, I thought, let's do the hands first. I had nothing on my arms, really. I just started <laughs> like, tattooing my hands in full, like gloves. And people thought it was ridiculous, which kind of was, but I was quite happy <laughs> about it, being the kind of brunt of the tattoo joke. And... Um, yeah, I carried on doing it. I, I, I got a little following on Instagram and started tattooing people. And yeah, that's, that's kind of snowballed from there, really. There's no real hard and fast rule of why I'm sitting here now in a studio <laughs> doing it how, properly. How long have you been doing it now? 
I don't really know. I think it's about four years, five years. Yeah. But I did do, so the thing I stress is that you kind of have to do, when people ask me about it and how to get into it, because a lot of people, you know, they say, yeah, how do you get into, how do you get an apprenticeship? Biggest, probably yeah. one of the biggest questions you get in the tattoo community, yeah. how do you get an apprenticeship and how much to sleeve? See? <laughs> um, hey. uh, the, the advice is always kind of the same. Just practice for a year on yourself. See if you're any good. And then draw like heaps if you want to go down that route. I don't draw at all. I do everything freehand on the person when they're sitting there. Um, because I personally, it's just a bit more fun and a bit, it's come, kind of become a bit of a rule for me now through like not really learning the right way or something, kind of learning the wrong way and, and keeping to it, if that makes sense. Um, and again, loads of complaints. Can't. <laughs> <laughs> What's this guy doing? Where's his stencil machine? Where's his stencil machine, for God's sake? Uh, yeah, I don't need stencils. So yeah, that's it. Again, waffling. What was the question? <laughs> These are waffles. This, I... is, this is cool. This is not waffling yeah. at all. Don't you worry. This is conversation, Tim. Convo. Got it. Um, yeah. If I could get rid of my nightly drawing and stenciling, cause that would be a real dream. And every now and then I do something freehand and I'm like, that's it. I'm only going to do freehand now. And then I go ask for a mandala and I'm like, oh. <laughs> <laughs> I can't fucking then, freehand that. <laughs> again, it's a very, it's a very, it's a style based thing, isn't it? Because I'm very mindful and respectful that people do all sorts of work. And, um, you know, that's amazing. There's, there's in, like yourself, there's amazing artists doing amazing work that requires technology, that requires machines, that requires, you know, and I and time and thought and consideration. And again, I'm, I'm very respectful and very mindful of that. It's just that what I do is, is just not that. It's just basically yeah. stick your arm down. I'm gonna doodle with a biro. I found out that bookies pens are the best way of getting really? on. Yeah, bookies pens are the best, man. They're so great. Those little blue ones that you get lad yeah, ones. Yeah. They're just the best because they just stick to the skin nice and rather dark. And oh. um, yeah. And uh, that's it. You know, you just you just pop a needle, get some ink, whack it in. That's it. I can get it's 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 a, it's a craft for me. You know, you can get ink in skin, and that's about it. Like if you, can, <laughs> if you can doodle it on, you can tattoo it. Like, that's that's it. it. And that is what makes it all different, isn't it? All of our our different crafts and our different styles. And yours is so distinctive. Like I walked through Norwich back in the real world. And um, I don't know if it was like a sandwich board at the front or a door of a barber or a hairdresser. And yes. straight away, I was like, oh, that's Tim. And it's so no distinctive. Way. Wow. Thank you. Yeah, yeah, that was. That was a little um, that was a little thing I did in, in that shop. I did a couple in Norwich, actually. It was just just it's what's really I'm so lucky. And I, and I really do thank my lucky stars because all I do is doodle. Right. And it's not <laughs> it's not mind blowing. It's just doodle. But it sort of looks kind of fun. It looks kind of cool and kiddie yeah. and whatnot. And um, people like it and I can apply that to kind of anything really. So like tattooing, like I said, is that bonus that I, I can, like a craft, I'm able to get ink and skin fairly well. Um, but you can put it on a wall, you can put it yeah. on a t-shirt, a tea towel, you could do it on a graffiti if you wanted to, do you know what I mean? Like you can do it on anything. Um, and that, and that, I think, is a, if we're not going to go down this rabbit hole, but I think you can start like boxing and genreizing tattoos through like style 
and like artist integrity and then like purity like I'm not going to get deep like that <laughs> I but there is so many facets this this world like the art world there is so many facets and so many subgenres that you go down that I find it mind-blowing really mm. like it's, it's it's bonkers yeah there is just so much out there and every now and then I'll stumble across somebody with some sort of style that I've not seen and I just mm. oh, wow they're so clever everyone's so clever like yeah. and you just to be able to draw your whole wall in small doodles like I've never yeah I would be able to do that it's great and it looks so nice and your tattoos oh, are so thank clean. you thank you thank you thank you thank you I've got a do question you about he- sorry Lucy off you go I was, I was just gonna say do you think the healing process for hand poke tattoos is different to machine tattoos Absolutely, yes. I think there's pros and cons for hand poking and machine. I can't do really large scale work quickly like a machine, obviously. Um, but I think the healing one is definitely a hand poke, uh, maybe small win, is that it's, it's, it's kind of healed, really. I mean, the skin is so less stressed than a machine. Yeah. And once you jump out the chair, it looks and feels kind of healed. You haven't got that kind of huge raising or that, right. like the stress of the line work. Uh, and I'm doing it so gentle. I'm not just saying this because, you know, I want people to come down and get a tattoo, but I am so <laughs> gentle. Um, hopefully people can vouch for that unless I'm doing a palm and then I'm savage, mate. I take a running <laughs> jump. Get your boot on top of it like you're, like you're digging a garden up. <laughs> I'm digging, I get a spade and I just put the needles on the edge and I just dig it in. Um, so, yeah. I'm, I'm super gentle and you know you're doing over like three four passes generally three if you if you can get away with it mm. so it's it's just dot to dot really gently dot to dot over three passes so it's not I don't know how many hundred times you know a second or a minute that a machine does yeah. but it's just not the same and yeah and how long would it take you say I had a palm size area of your doodles like a tooth and some little fangs and a heart and stuff whatever you would mm-hmm. normally draw on that sort of area. How, how long yeah. would it take you to tattoo that? So it normally, the, the kind of rule of thumb is that I normally do two or three doodles in an hour and they're kind okay. of a medium, medium sized doodle, sort of like two pound coin, whatever, uh-huh. you know, that sort of size. So you can cover, depending on like the spacing, I used to do when I started a lot of dense work, like really dense, like the picture that you put up actually of a chat from Zurich, that was really okay. dense. And that was like, that was two or three sessions of like four hours because it was just oh wow yeah because you've got to include obviously drawing it on and I'm again I'm super lucky and a little bit like on spectrum with that it just kind of all comes out looking okay and then everyone's like looks at each other and goes fuck are we gonna do this (laughs) (laughs) have we got the green light yeah and um and they say yes hopefully while I'm sort of twisting their arm up around their back (laughs) not true um so yeah, it's, it used to be really dense. And then when you, when you sort of bring it apart and in some ways that can look kind of cooler and give it a bit of space and a yeah. bit more of a sort of a uniform, you can do a bigger area over less time, yeah. uh, which I found is really, is really beautiful thing. So yeah, about three, three little doodles in an hour. Okay, cool. I'd like to sign up for an hour's worth of doodles. <laughs> I'll do you a good price. I'll do a good price. Uh, what, what one question I've got about how do, do you know what you're doing on someone? So do you have people come in and say, I want the tooth, I want the eye, I want the heart? 
or or do you have some things that they choose from or do you chat to them find out what things they're into and then do them that's a really good question that's a really good question i'd say 70 percent of the time i do whatever comes into my head or whatever again i'm gonna sound a little bit weird but sometimes there's these little spiritual sparks that happen and it's only happened uh vulcan coke nice Lucy yeah. is sick of rum. rum and coke. Rum and coke. In a car. Again, massive complaints. Uh, <laughs> I'm in a very um, professional studio. What are you talking yeah, about? That's oh, in right, a car, that's right. in McDonald's car park. Um, so, yeah, sometimes really eerily, and it's happened a handful of times, I've just done something that's just popped in the head, and they've said, like, oh my God, why have you done that? Like, for example, I did in Birmingham at Modern Body Art. I just wrote Sink or Swim in the doodles. And the chap said to me, why did you, why'd you do that? And I was like, I don't know. It just sort of popped in there, I guess. And he was like, well, I nearly drowned when I was younger. And I just, and it really like resonated with him. It, it hit a real strange chord with him. And it's happened a few times with a few people. Um, and I don't think it's anything like, I think it's just the universe saying like, we, you know, like just giving you a bit of a thumbs up or a mild high five. Uh, but 70% of the time, I just do anything and hopefully it looks rad. 30% of the time, people say, like you just said, I like your fangs, I like a tooth, I want a mug of coffee, bang, can you do that? And I'm like, yep. And then very, very small margin, maybe like 3% of the time, someone comes in with a real request, like I want a sausage dog going around my arm and sniffing its own bum which I did recently. Oh, I tell you what, I tell you what, someone said to me um, for a laugh, I love tattooing this guy. I said, let's just do fucking something mad. What do you want? And he said, I've always wanted Jim McDonald from Coronation Street. And I was like, boom. Get out of the car, Les. Exactly. Get out of the car. That's enough of that. Sorry. (laughs) Yeah, so we did it. I just boshed it on. I drew it really badly. We did a little saying. Uh, next to it and I just smashed it in and that's the beauty of the people who come and get tattooed by me I love them thanks so I always see that you're traveling loads doing loads of different guest spots and stuff is there one shop in the world that you you prefer like it's your number one you always choose to go back there what a a bit risky isn't it (laughs) so risky you know because I probably won't be going back to the others after this question Um, well, what can I say? I mean, yeah, it, it's nice. It's 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 one part of the job, isn't it? That is wonderful when you can you can tattoo across the world and you can do that and people like you and whatnot. Um, I think just from purely, um, hey, look, everywhere I go is amazing. Everyone, I, I can say hand on heart, nowhere's been horrible and no one's been horrible. And everyone I've tattooed, especially clients, they've all been stellar. Like they've just been so great. Um, but there's one place that I just have a real, it just resonates so well with me. And it's in New York. There's a place called Crystal Tattoo I go to. And it, it's just a lovely studio. It's nothing, you know, there's nothing madly wild about it. Or it's just a lovely studio, but it's, it's because it's in the heart of Brooklyn. And I'm like, mm. wow. Do you know what I mean? There's something about yeah. that where you think, gee, I'm actually working-ish maybe, um, <laughs> because we'll talk, we, no, we won't do it. Um, going across these to work's fun, isn't it, when you're a tattooist? <laughs> <laughs> Complain, I'll do it. Um, yeah, yeah. 
it's just mad. It's, it's just thinking about like when you were younger, thinking, my God, you see it on films, you know, Brooklyn and how cool it is in New York. And I'm actually going there now to meet people and tattoo them and whatnot. And it's just, that's nuts, dude. That's yeah. nuts. I always think it's nuts that, because I travel quite a lot with it as well. And I always think it's mm. nuts that people over there know me and want to book in. Yeah. Yeah, it is. It's mad. And it's, it's extremely flattering. And, and, and when it first started happening, I think I first started going like, it was like Zurich and whatnot. And I, I couldn't believe it. I was like, what? This, you know, this, well, people have a lot of money in Zurich, which is always a big bonus. But um, <laughs> I just couldn't believe it. I really couldn't believe it. And then it was like Leon and then Berlin and then across the pond. And then like Thailand as well was quite yeah. big in Thailand, which is really mad. And then, yeah, that's just, it's just mind-blowing, dude. It's does, like, does Instagram drive all of that? Is that, is that why, the, yeah. why you can get yourself out there everywhere? And, and I think probably. Instagram is basically, I look at Instagram um, in lots of many ways, especially over the last sort of, over the last year. And I see it mainly as a giant yellow pages. Mm-hmm. That, yeah. <laughs> and that's all it is. Cause you know, I'm analog. I don't use technology much apart from Instagram really. And um, it is just a giant calling card. It's a giant little bit of press for yourself. And yeah, I mean, I, when I was getting tattooed, I'm sure like you guys, we're a similar generation, I'm sure. I looked in the yellow pages to get a tattoo shop in Chichester, where I was from, <laughs> near Bognor Regis. Mm-hmm. And um, isn't it mad, the thought of looking in a book yeah. where you have no idea what the tattoo person's like or, <laughs> you know, or their art or anything. And you call them up on the yeah. phone that you put your finger in and dial around, it goes... And you say, I'd like to book a tattoo next week. <laughs> here's my landline number and then hang up uh it's just so strange to think now that in in an instant you've got your favorite tattoo artist could be anywhere in the world and you're chatting with them via instagram pretty much you know which is is it's incredibly great i mean there's there's a a lot of, of downfalls i think with it but but that is fab i think yeah yeah and what it would is. it have been before that? Would it would it the only way to get yourself into a tattooist's or a customer's mind? Would that have to be through the um, magazines? Like you'd have to get to a certain level so that a magazine wants to interview you, and then customers buy that and they go, "Oh, I like that. I'll ring that shop up." Yeah, like submitting your own photos and stuff to magazines. Right, and... right, right, right. Readers' wives yeah. type thing. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah yeah that, yeah that is it isn't it like I suppose because I I'd started in peak well just not like peak it's obviously got a lot busier like bigger now Instagram but I started at the right time I think that's how yeah. I built up quite a big following because like it was just all at the right time mm. and um and that was like we um I got tattooed by Bob Terrell who we are chatting to next week and I remember talking to him and he said I said, how did you sort of blow up like this? And he said, it was just luck. When I started doing um, black and grey portraits, I was just one of the only people that did it. Mm. And then he had a few magazine things. He was, I think he went on like Ink Master as a judge and stuff. And that's how he just blew up. He said, if I started now, I wouldn't be the same because there's so much competition. Yeah. It's so different. Yeah, it's a very different world, isn't it? I mean, I was getting... When I was in the Yellow Pages, I was a 16 year old kid um, who was getting tattooed with my mum because she had to lie and say that I was 18. Good on your mum, though. 
<laughs> yeah, she was great. We went and got tattooed together quite a bit, and uh, um, I thank her for that. You know, yeah, absolutely. Um, um, so yeah, it was a very different world. It was a very different world back then, and even in the in the middle part, like you said, when it was all magazines, it was all skin deep, and it was mm. all you know tattoo mags. Um, Hello, Hell's Angels. <laughs> Um, second sign off. We've got green light. Fantastic. Oh, we're back. We're away. We're open tomorrow. Yeah, we're open tomorrow. Um, just wear a mask. Don't worry about it's it. Just come on in. Yeah, we get the javelin out. <laughs> Two <laughs> meters. Three dots on your forehead. Easy peasy. Oh, got an eye. You don't need both of them. You'll be fine. Yeah. <laughs> don't be greedy. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> uh, yeah. What was your first tattoo that you got? Wow. Um, again, that's the that's the big question, isn't it? It was a it was a barcode I got. <laughs> yeah, right. So that's pretty cool <laughs> back then in uh, 1998. And it was a barcode because I listened to a lot of I saw the film um, Fifth Element, obviously, mm -hmm. where I think he has a barcode on the back of his neck. That's pretty cool. Yeah. I thought, wow, this is so, so cool. And uh, and I was very like down and into Radiohead and a number of other depressing sounding bands uh, being a bit of an indie schmindy kid and I said it was Prozac or something I probably said oh it's from a box of Prozac guys don't tell them <laughs> the box of Prozac and it was actually God's honest truth I think it was wall sausages oh, no. because it was the only bit of cardboard box that I could on the way to the shop I cut out and I was like can you do this one can you do this one it's Prozac it's Prozac it's not it's wall sausages true story and scan yourself in the shop yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. I told you it was walls, look. Yeah. <laughs> Have you still got it? Mate, I've still got it. It was a guy. It was a, it was a chap who wasn't a tattoo artist, but he had a shop in Chidgety. He might still be there. But this is, again, if we're talking about old school rules and whatnot, he, was, uh, he smoked while he tattooed, obviously. Mm -hmm. Great. Um, he, had a, he, had a, 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 he had an SS bayonet like next to his tattoo machine. And I was like, wow, what's the knife for? And I was like green and sweating and like, oh my God, I'm having my first tattoo. I was like, what's the knife for? <laughs> and uh, he said, you get a few funny people around here uh, that I owe money to. So uh, I keep a knife handy. And I was like, oh, oh fuck you know? <laughs> I've picked a geezer to go through for this. Yeah, wow. right. Yeah, this is it. It was, um, it was interesting. But you know, you, you do all that stuff when you're young and you sort of look back and think it's quite... Nice, wasn't it? It's charming. It was a charming era of my life. Yeah. I remember getting my foot tattooed and I, it was like, literally, I asked for the outline of a lily, just tiny, like two pound coin. Yeah. Oh God, it hurts so much. And I went, oh, I wish I could have a fag. And he went, feel free. So yeah. I'm like, okay. <laughs> <laughs> and he, um, he was like one of those old school tattoos in Ipswich. And then he, I he just sort of disappeared one day. And I remember chatting to someone about him and they said oh yeah he was just known for like you take him in a four pack or a six pack and he'd, he'd do a tattoo for you or swap some coke for it or and he's right a shotgun under the counter for the same reason because <laughs> he wow yeah that's crazy isn't it that is crazy different yeah. time <laughs> different times different times and <laughs> um, when you went to you mentioned about thailand earlier and i remember seeing a few pictures and i've always wanted to ask you about it I don't know if it was fairly recently. Was it after you went to a convention out there and then you went up into, you have to tell us the story properly, but you went wow. up into the mountains or something, something yeah. really cool. 
So that was really cool. That was like a one-off life event, uh, which <laughs> ironically I hope to do again at some point <laughs> in my life, uh, which is completely contradictory. So I'm sorry about that. Um, yeah, so basically what happened was I've been doing tattoo convention in Chiang Mai for a few years now. I think it's like three years I've been doing it there. And it's a very different convention to what you would assume a convention is like if you've been to either like Brighton or London or, or up north, you know, anywhere like that. It's a bit more, it's a bit more sparse, but it's also got this crazy mad energy that I can't describe. Um, so I'm not going to bother. I'm just going to tell you what happened. I tattooed there. I turned up with my two little VHS boxes, which I don't have to hand. Yes, I do. <laughs> <laughs> um, basically, this is, you can have your, my whole tattoo traveling kit is like that. That's it. Wow. That's just and a tote bag. Just a tote bag. And it's two, it's two VHS boxes. Uh, one's Clockwork Orange bootleg, which my brother... Uh, this was one that my brother had. He made me watch it when I was too young. It's got messed like up. Pens, pens and needles in there. Wow. Then the other one is Fight Club, one of my favourite films, um, which again has more some tape and whatnot and all that jazz. And uh, I've lost my chair. Here we go. And yeah, I rocked up. I did all that. I didn't know. It was my first convention, I think. And I thought, what the hell am I going to do? I was so nervous. It was so weird. Got your and first always, one out there as well. That must one, have been terrifying. Right? It was terrifying. And I thought, you know, you doubt yourself and you never think you're any good and whatever. So I always like look at it a bit goofy and a bit silly, like every convention I've done, and just think of what I can do to make it a bit more like relatable or approachable or something. So all I had to hand was A4 sheets of paper, doodle on them, whack it up, prison style on a little thing, a little bit of A4 paper. Hello, I'm here. And um <laughs> I met some really great people. And one of those people was like the first punk in Chiang Mai. His name's Odi, Odi Lana Tattoo in, in Chiang Mai. So he was the first punk in like the eighties to be around that neck of the woods, as people say. And he went up when he was an 18 year old and on a scooter, he went up to the, the foothills where I went to and he made correspondence with this tribe who he became very close with and he learnt hand poke tattooing from this tribe, right? Wow. So this guy is like godlike status. Mm -hmm. He's next to me. He's the booth next to me, right? Every year we hit off straight away. And he's just, he is just a sunbeam of spirituality. It's nuts. He's just, anyway, don't have words for it. <laughs> so um, we get chatting and he can't really speak English. I can't speak any Thai, obviously. And, um, over the course of the years, I get friendly with the, the, the compares that are there, uh, Chai and Gemma, and they kind of work towards this idea that we're going to go up to the mountains and stay with the people that he learned from. The actual, like, wow. the real, you know, the real deal, you know, like, there's nothing around, like, oh, sorry about that, I'm back, I got, I got frozen, maybe it is a spiritual sign. You never know. I know you're known for these, with these spiritual yes. things coming through, these messages. Um, yeah. We'll play but, the uh, audio back and then yeah, somebody, yeah. God, somebody yeah. will be there going, <laughs> don't tell the secrets. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> okay, okay. <laughs> yeah. So um, we got friends and we made a plan and they, they took us up there. Very long story short. I was, like the last time I went, we went up there. I had the opportunity and I took it. We drove for 12 hours, we went to the, the, the foothills up there 
with this mountain tribe that have like limited everything, you know, it's, it's the wife of the tribe leader who does the hand poking had had a baby that week and she was still cleaning up and cooking for like six people in, wow. in, a, in a house that's got nothing apart from the roof, you know, and the floor that you sleep on and they drink moonshine all day and they smoke big banana leaf cigars that have God knows what I don't smoke to partake. Um, <laughs> but yeah, it was nuts. And, and it was the real deal. And it was, I can genuinely say it was like, it, it, it was the closest thing I think I've got to that feeling of, mm. of being with something else in this world, like spiritual or godlike or whatever. It was nuts. It was truly nuts. Wow. God, mm. what a memory. That is just, that sort of knocks everything else out, doesn't it? <laughs> like, it yeah, did. a right, nice really time did. in New York and, and that, that story, like, wow. That yeah, it cool. did, and it, you know what, it, it just put things in perspective because, and like everything, I think you can relate it back to COVID and everything. It, it really puts things in perspective, just like basic human nature and like connectivity with people. It just, it just puts things so much in perspective, doesn't it? Like, yeah. it doesn't matter. All the flath, all social media, all like friendship groups, all the drama, whatever, it doesn't matter at the end of the day. As long as you have that basic spiritual connection with someone, it's just... It's mind blowing that it takes maybe going around the wheel a few times to get to that point where you think, you know, that's what we need. That's what's the most nourishing to, to oneself. Absolutely. Yeah. Yeah. You're well so put. right. Absolutely. Did you get oh. tattooed up there? Yeah, I got the outline of a lily uh, <laughs> on my foot. <laughs> <laughs> Fucking painful, actually. Started smoking <laughs> afterwards. Do you have a bag? Yeah. 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 Um, no, I did. I did. It, it was a really great thing. And it, it kind of, it kind of, persuaded me to do just just do freehand a lot more and not take on any real other projects because the, the, the dude that designed it, Oddie and, and the, the, the head guy, it was all just drawn on and you, know, you never, I didn't know what I was getting. I got blessed and it was just, it was just mind blowing. You know, hygiene is not on the, on massively on the agenda, which is fine because if you're doing that sort of thing, you expect, you know, you, mm -hmm. you roll with the punches and you expect that stuff. And I'm not, you know, it's not an issue if you're getting something from what you kind of feel like is a god. Yeah, <laughs> yeah like, And yeah. they haven't, we like, we're the first generation of tattooists to use PPE and use mm. gloves and stuff. And for thousands of years, they have tattooed without worrying about, about hygiene. So, you know. Yeah. And most of them have died because of it. So. <laughs> And that's it. And for anybody listening who is tattooing their own uh, hands or legs or ankles, wherever in their bedroom, be very careful, wear gloves and disinfect. <laughs> exactly. Yeah, yeah. Hygiene always comes first. Exactly. What do they that use for, for needles? Do they, is it like crack bamboo like I've seen people doing or is it actual needles that they buy or get given? It's actual needles. They, they make them all up. So they basically, I think, they showed me a really ancient one. So, so the whole stick is like 100 years old that they use. Like it's right. proper, like handed down generation, generation. You can only be the tattoo. I might get this wrong, but to my belief, you can only be the hand poke tattooer after you've been the stretcher, uh, which they actually let me do, which I was bonkers, wow. bonkers honor. And this guy, this, this beautiful dude, he was doing the stretching all day for people because we went up, six of us went up to get, to get tattooed. And, um, he let me do it and I could do it for maybe seven minutes. And I was like, I'm out, dude, because they're pulling it so hard. You yeah, know, stretching with their feet the skin. And with their hands. 
it just blew me away. And I had such, such um, admiration and respect for it. It was insane. Um, but then as the night progressed, it, it was just, <laughs> I ended up just tattooing everyone in the tribe pretty much like we were just tattooing it was just it just turned into it, it didn't matter about there was no language there we were using it was just let's just go nuts wow. <laughs> wow. grab the moonshine let's just start tattooing each other and it turned into like it was just really beautiful and basic and sort of mm. wonderful um, but yeah they have an old an old needle and then they and now they just use um like groupings that they've got from like pre-made needles that they stick on the end just because obviously we don't really want 100 year old blood but we might do you know we might get some benefit out of it we've all seen the film lucy is it lucy where she turns into the usb stick at the end? Oh, yeah. Yeah. something like that isn't it something like that yeah <laughs> wow good i want to come to chiang mai with you now please do be, it, it is mind-blowing yeah oh amazing so, so go on lucy oh no i was I don't know what I was going to say. Um, <laughs> I'm going to ask the Instagram question. Yes. Yeah. So we had a question from tattoo underscore Stan on Instagram, and mm. they have asked, is there anyone that you would love to be tattooed by either again or for the first time? Lucy. Hey, oh. hey you know what? No, um, it kind of ties in with that. I think that everyone that I've like made a bit of a connection with or I've tattooed at the studios or vice versa, hopefully in the coming few months, I make it a real thing. You know, you have to have a trade with someone for sure yeah. that you're tattooing with. And everyone's been super lovely about that. So, yeah, I guess, you know, if you're the first on my books, it has to be you, Lucy, that I get tattooed oh, from, please. I would love to. I'd love, I'd to. love to. I can't wait to do a trade because, yeah, I've wanted to get tattooed by you for, for ages. Oh, thank you. Thank you. Oh, that's nice. Something to look forward to. Yeah, man. But there's only one rule. You have to do it freehand, free needle, and it can be anything you want. Okay. There you go. <laughs> I know what you're getting. <laughs> it's, it's a testicles oh, and penis, isn't it? <laughs> yes, it is. It kind of has to be, doesn't it? Yeah, Thank absolutely you for that is. penis card you sent me. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Yeah. Yeah. Yes, it is. I sent something to Mick today and um, it will come as quite a shock, actually. I didn't draw a dick on the envelope or on the tube because I felt a bit panicked. I was in the queue in the post office and I was just quick. I had to buy the tube there and I was just quickly writing it on. But I really hope he doesn't need any ID if he has to go and collect it. What have you called <laughs> me? The last time oh, yeah, she sent me something, my name was my name was Mick Anus and then my address. <laughs> <laughs> it's not Sorry. that. Very good. Very good. Um, it's Mick Dickner. Yeah, I actually even called that. That's that's not the worst I've been called. I'm sure it's not. <laughs> yeah. Anyway, um, Lucy, you got any other questions? Um, what is your what is the first guest spot that you're going to book as soon as we're out of all this shit? Well, I've got one that's that's a hangover from the COVID days, and it is in Brighton with the lovely, lovely, lovely um, Dead Slow and Cursed Aww. Gang um, and Jack. So yeah, I can't wait to get back there and honour those those tattoos with people. Uh, that'll be great because that's like a home from home. 
And yeah, it'll be lovely to hug people if we're allowed to hug people or maybe just yeah. do a distant hug and feel like you're doing a hug. And yeah, just get back on it, man. Cause it's, it's, I don't like swearing, but it's fucking boring this shit, isn't yeah. it? <laughs> <laughs> and I am skint. <laughs> I can't yeah, wait to true. earn some money. <laughs> yeah, we, right. need, we, we need this podcast to kick up so you can start eating again yeah 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 the royalties coming through yeah just keep seeing chatter at the end right yeah. 17p each, each time. that's it <laughs> that's as long as we don't have to pay um sick boy no 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 no, no we, we're coming to yeah <laughs> Oh, well, I think I'm out of questions, but this yeah. is just my face actually hurts from smiling. Yeah. I, I got a little bit of that going <laughs> on. That was joyous. That was loads of fun. Oh, thank you so thank much. You. It, was, it was very much my pleasure and um, an absolute an absolute treat to be on. Oh, You're welcome. It's thank just, you. Thank it's you so been much great. Thank on. you so much. And sending so much love to Emma, Sonny, and Rebel. And I yeah. just, I can't wait to come and see them. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you so much. Can't wait to bring them. Oh, thank Brand. you so much. Thanks again. Speak to you soon. <laughs> All right. Take Bye. it easy, guys. Love you. Bye-bye. Love you.